Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin, and he's Seamus Gorman. And today, we're trash, or maybe we're toys. So meet me at the carousel and make the jump, because today we're bringing you Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 released June 21st, 2019, just one day prior to this recording. I think that's the closest we've ever been on a $175 to $200 million budget. It's a little unclear right now, but so far it has already made $47.7 million worldwide, has a 97% critic rating and a 96% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and an 84 on Metacritic. And today Ethan is unavailable, so I have brought in Toy Story's, Toy Story's number one expert, Seamus Gorman, back to the podcast, <laughs> guest host with us. That was literally like my, like, mouth garbage. What's the word for that? Word vomit? Word vomit. Word vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I call it mouth garbage. <laughs> Isn't That's what Forky would have called it. Word vomit. But yeah, we're talking about Toy Story. I've done all the other Toy Story films, so. Yeah, it, it just only, felt right. It was only right. Yeah. I mean, if I, you ask someone else to do Toy Story 4. You know, it's annoying. funny is like we have a guest waiting to come on the show and it was it's like Pride Month still, right? We weren't going to not talk about Toy Story. So we mm. kind of had this weird problem where we wanted Kelsey Ellison on the show I, but I wanted her to come on to talk a movie about pride but it's pride month so I was like well I guess she could join Seamus on the show but the, I have to edit this so I decided to make it as simple as possible for me if there was no music there at the beginning that's my fault because I don't know how to do it so oh. <laughs> let's get into the uh the meat and potatoes of the show since you're playing Ethan this week you have to find a negative review on this movie from a critic and read me the blurb okay I I, I, I can I can do that I well, I've, I've had this Toy Story 4 Rotten Tomatoes page literally as like on refresh for the last few I think it's so funny you call weeks. it Rotten Tomatoes oh yeah because you call it tomatoes tomatoes because like in America there's like the saying like ah oh, tomato tomato but nobody says tomato, but then you like, yeah, you like real potato, life say it. Potato. No one says potato. Right. Do you say potato? Potato, yeah. Seamus O'Gorman? Yeah, potato, yeah. No, that, that would be the Irish pronunciation of the word. If it, No, I literally have the Toy Story 4 thing saved in my most recent tab, <laughs> which is very cool. I, there, there are unfortunately negative reviews for this film. There wasn't until about 120 reviews. Yeah, it so, was glowing. Um, I I, I I was a little surprised by that, to be honest, because I didn't think... I, I thought it was going to be good, but I didn't think it was going to be like 100% after 100 reviews good. Yeah. Because I thought so many people were going in ready to hate it. I, I don't know like, that... I, maybe we're too close to the center of the the mass on it. Maybe people were just like, oh yeah, cool. Another Toy Story movie. This looks like fun. Yeah. I don't know. I just got loads of messages from people saying like, oh, this one's so stupid. I can't believe anyone would be willing to go see that. And um, they did forty seven like, million dollars opening yeah. night for an animated film. Yeah. No, I, I think it could beat Frozen, but the problem will be is that uh, Frozen 2 will beat it later this year. Anyway, Frozen so. 2 looks so, <laughs> so good. It really does. <laughs> anyway, I've got a negative review from Luke Goodsell, ABC News Australia. For every flash of inspiration, Toy Story 4 keeps running into narrative dead ends, and the filmmakers inevitably fall back on adult-orientated emotional grasping when the inventiveness wears thin. I disagree. Very harsh. That is harsh. You, I think. That is. I, because 
I don't think it ran into any narrative dead ends, really. I think I, I can see at least one point that he's talking about, and I'll get into that after my positive review here. Peter Rayner, the Christian Science Monitor, says it doesn't put you through the emotional ringer the way its predecessor did, but it's consistently inventive, funny, witty, and heartfelt. In other words, it's a lot better than it has any right to be. It's more than good enough to justify its existence. I like that a lot, actually. I like that a lot. I agree with a lot of what Peter Rayner said. I agree with that a lot as well, yeah. yeah. The points that I'm talking about with the negative review that you had there was, I felt like any character development we had for Buzz Lightyear was like thrown out of the window for this film. Buzz was, yeah. I I got to thinking about this because, yeah, I do agree Buzz was a little... The the problem was he did this whole inner voice thing. Right. And it was kind of like, it was funny at first. Right. I like, first time he did it, and then when he did it and he jumped out the window, it was kind of like, okay, this is a funny little gimmick. Right. And then... And then he listened to he it. kept doing right. it. Right. And then he listened to it, like, after, like, towards the end, where it was like, let's go back. I think, I think, I think once he reunited with Buzz and Bo Peep, they could have just left that behind, that inner voice thing. I think they could have been done with Right. It. Like, I, I think, like, he's, what, well, it says meteor, meteor shower ahead or something. He looks up, he sees Bo, uh, Woody and Bo Peep, he reunites with them. I think they could have left the inner voice and I wouldn't have had a problem with it, but they keep doing it for quite a bit. Right after that and it's like okay the thing is though buzz wasn't like toy story 2 is definitely his best film yes buzz first film like oh, i like spanish much, buzz i like spanish buzz but and i'm surprised spanish buzz didn't come back i was very much expecting <laughs> spanish buzz to make a return like i i, I said i was 99 percent confident of it because i was certain about it. i was like yeah, this is one of those like gimmicks they're gonna add in and there are a lot of things like that like this is something i'm going into in my review about it is there are a lot of like nods to the other films that aren't really included like they usually are right like the aliens aren't really in the film right at all they have one cameo they don't have a line there's a lot less nostalgia in it no zerg in the film he's been in mentioned in all the other ones at least mm-hmm. um you've got uh no star wars reference they're known for having a star wars reference here or there none of that there's just a lot of stuff like that that i noticed there isn't in this film there's a lot less they lost a lot less nostalgia in this film which is weird when it's like you'd think nostalgia is one of the selling points of the film they didn't really go for it. well i think maybe and and i could be wrong about this but i think maybe they sat down in the room and they were like well we're doing another one so let's just do a whole new story because if we cake it on with nostalgia it'll it'll look like the cash grab that it is yeah I actually, and I think that's one of the reasons why it worked so well. They didn't waste time with nostalgia. They just told a good story. Uh, they wasted a little bit of time with nostalgia. There, 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 there were a few things like when uh, Bo Peep goes, look, it's my old moving buddy. Right. That was one of those moments. I was like, oh, there it is. Because <laughs> like, that was one of those things that never really had a payoff. Because right. Because what Buzz didn't have a moving buddy because he wasn't in the truck. Right. <laughs> So, but like, it, yeah, it was just like a little, a little joke. But no, as I was saying, I think Toy Story 2 Buzz was best Buzz. He like the one where he chased like all over, like went across the city to find Woody. Yeah. Toy Story 3, well, he's hardly in it for a lot of it because he gets turned to demo mode, then gets turned Spanish and it, like, and this one, yeah, I they didn't really know what to do with him. I got the impression, but they were like, well, we can't have Buzz sit in the RV the entire film. So right. they just kind of threw him in there. Yeah. And that's, that's what we got. I, I will also say I had another small complaint complaint with like when woody wakes up in front of sid right in toy story one that was like the ultimate taboo for a toy to do right yeah it was like 
they did it because they absolutely had to because Sid was destroying the other toys and he needed to know that they had souls and they needed to scare him. I felt like Woody really pushes the envelope with his like showing up and waking up in front of humans thing in Toy Story 4. Yeah, I did notice that. There was a lot more of like the close calls right. in this film than normal. Like one that really like like I noticed was um, when he was like running through the, before he first meets Bo Peep, he's running through like that little event, like what's it called? Like the, play, the park playground? Play, play area. Yeah. And he's like running and it, there are so many close calls in there. I'm like, has no one seen him? Right. And then when Bo Peep eventually spots him, they go behind the Frisbee, which I thought was really clever. Yeah. Because, like, anyone can imagine a frisbee rolling. Right. So that was really well done, I thought. Uh, and there was, like, the one where the girl, the woman turns around and he's holding the phone. That was funny, but... They, they, there are a lot of close calls. I agree with you there. But yeah, I I, I know. I thought um, Buzz was a little underused. Woody went a bit close. I agree with that. But for the most part, oh, I would say it was very good. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I would totally agree. I absolutely loved this movie. I totally cried like a baby. Like yeah. What was the saddest moment in your opinion? I cried the most at the lost little girl that Gabby Gabby. Yeah, I thought that would. I thought that would be especially for you you're about to be a father as well yeah. so that probably hit even harder for you yeah that was like, like oh my that god <laughs> no that that's actually i mean i think my review will be out by the time this comes out that's like what i'm gonna end my review on because i think that is one of the best scenes in toy story ever and what's so weird to say about that is that before this film gabby gabby didn't exist that girl didn't exist these characters were new to this film right but they still made this scene and i think that's what implements the point of the series is that it's like toys can have this impact on children. So immediately too. Yeah. And no, I think that was, and it's like when Duke Kaboom goes like, we did that. Yeah. And it was like, that, that was like, yeah. And actually on the topic of new characters, Duke Kaboom was great. You like Duke Kaboom? Bunny were hilarious. They were yeah, so I thought, funny. I thought like, well, I went with my parents yesterday and they didn't find Ducky and Bunny that funny. So I don't know if it was like a generational thing, but I think Key and Peele are great. I was like, did they improvise this? Because like, I bet they honestly, did. Like, it was it was me. very very funny. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they have so much chemistry. They really and, do. Mm, no, they couldn't have cast that better. I don't think. I also thought there was. I thought it was interesting. Do you think? Did you see us? Yeah. Okay. So, I've seen us. So I thought like it was Jordan Peele. He's the one that makes the horror movies, right? He made us. Yeah, yeah. Jordan yeah. Peele in the scene, little black girl lost away from her parents in an amusement park. Yes. I was like, I. I've seen this. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought the minute that game. I was like, that's obviously a huge coincidence. Right. Because, or maybe it's not. Maybe he got the idea when recording uh, <laughs> Toy Story. Right. Because I'm assuming there that they, they will have this in session ages before. Us. Right. So Yeah, us, no, I imagine, I, took like a week and a half to film. And this would have been like a yeah, process. So, but no, but I did think that. I did. I, I thought that too. Because it did remind me of it a lot. Yeah. But no, that was a really good scene when the girl. But also just the ending with Woody was really sad. At least I found it really sad. Ethan said, I've spoken to Ethan about it. And he said he didn't think it was that sad. But I thought like, yeah, kids lose toys all the time. But. Bonnie would notice if Woody was missing. That Yeah, that, I think... I, and they're not really going to go into that now because I think it's done. I don't, right. I don't see them making a fit. Oh, this is now. exciting news I, for you. Woody and Jesse, definitely not a couple. <laughs> yeah, no. I what? tweeted that after the film. <laughs> people got annoyed at me. It was like, spoilers! <laughs> um, uh, but... No, um, yeah, that, but no, I, it, it, I think it's sad that, like, Woody isn't with, like, Rex, Buzz, Jesse, and everyone anymore, like. Right. 
It, I mean, it's a happy ending because he's with Bo Peep and I think he's in the right place. Yeah. Like, he's where he should be. That's That was like the point, isn't it? He's not a lost toy anymore, despite becoming a lost toy. And, um, but I still think it's sad that like Woody isn't with them. But I, I don't know. I, I think you should notice he's gone, but I don't. As as Buzz said, Bonnie won't. Bonnie will be okay because she was she was like she was putting him to the side. Right, and she was still. she was moving on to like I think the fact that she made Forky, and then we see in like the sort of mid credit scene that she's making other toys. That Bonnie is more yeah. of like a creative type. Yeah. Than than Andy was not that Andy wasn't creative, mm. because he you know he played with his toys and he built these like vast worlds out of the toys. Yeah. Uh, but I think Bonnie She's was more, more like of like arty. a right like more of an artistic type. Yeah, arts and crafts kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I no I I think like the message of the film was that um while Andy Woody was Andy's toy through and through. Right. And moving on from Andy seemed like the right decision at the time. Bonnie wasn't necessarily the right owner for him. Right. And that there were plenty of other kids out there that could be the right owner for him. And I think that was what, what, that, that's, or being a lost toy, he could be, he could bring loads of kids happiness. And I think that was the point. It was Bo Peep saying there are loads of other kids out there. So I've got a, and... I've got a few points to unpack on that. Jesse was perfect for Woody, despite being a lost toy or a, or a museum toy, right? Or perfect for Andy yeah. and made it through. So I was a bit confused there. <laughs> made it, made it through two generations of Andy's toys going through major changes. And then Toy Story 3 is about lost toys and how like that sucks. Like Lotso was only one side of the coin compared to Bo Peep's approach on being a lost toy. Yeah. No, I can see that, but I think it's more like, um, well, some toys, I, I don't think the toys in the daycare are lost toys. They're like, um, well, they're daycare toys. Right. Um, but, um, I think Woody, Woody moving on, he's with Bo Peep, so I think he's happy. I think Lotso relied on Daisy too much in the sense of like, and that's why he couldn't deal with being a lost toy. And whereas I think Woody's owner, he moved on from Andy, so he was able to move on from, and Bo Peep moved on from Molly. And I think that's why they, they were able to well lost being a lost toy was good for them but not good for lotso right like lotso went all the way back and found he was replaced yeah exactly and you look at like chuckle who also wasn't really in the film but he was one of he was part of the same set with lotso mm -hmm. he moved on fine after 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 leaving sunnyside he became one of bonnie's toys and even smiled at the end of toy story 3 so but yeah no i i i think the i think i like the idea of woody being a lost toy well not a lost toy that's kind of the point Right, that he uh, has his... They're getting, he's getting to explore and seeing the world. And it, it's implemented right from the start. The story's done really well. Because it's like, right at the start, he considers leaving Andy. Like he did in Toy Story 2. Yeah. But realizes he can't because of how much he means to Andy. And that's his priority. But when he gets the chance to leave Bonnie, he doesn't mean as much to Bonnie. So he can move on, I think. Right. And I think that's why it works. Well, I mean, Bonnie, you got to think Woody's perspective. Bonnie's playing hat shop without Woody, who has a removable hat. Yeah, that is. Oh, I didn't even think of that at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that is. Yeah, that is bad. Yeah. So. But um, no, I. Yeah. That. I, I, whether it the, the, whether it fits with Bonnie's character to stop playing with Woody at the start is my bigger question with it because it's like she she was excited when Andy had Woody right she was like oh my gosh like, my cowboy yeah and then suddenly she's over him well she like but, there was a phase where Andy got over Woody and he was like Buzz Buzz like you to the rescue 
Yeah, that's true. That is true. So I guess yeah, it, it it fits. But that was more that was more of a question for me was her just getting over um over over Woody. But I think I think it's what needed to happen for Woody to truly move on from Andy because I think it's weird. Bonnie was almost like his rebound, right? Where she was like she was like his like replacement for Andy, right? Because he even called her Andy to Forky during the film, yeah. And um, Forky says it himself, like I don't think he ever got over him. And that I think the overarching point. What do you, what do you think of Forky? Really like him. Yeah. I I think yeah. I I think he's a funny character, and I I wish they put they gave more into like how he could come to life. They just kind of play it off as a joke. It's kind of like um I guess they don't know why, but Trixie's like. I have a question where I have all of them. Right. <laughs> and all of the questions. And that's what everyone in the film's thinking. And maybe they didn't want to explain it, but like I thought that would have been funny if they tried to like they, they gave like an explanation it's like why can he come to life and it's like well because he's a toy i don't know right I, like a, a, a simple like explanation like that might have been like but other than that no i don't really have a problem with him i thought i think he was really important to the film and i think he was the right character to be important to the film because my mom said to me after we saw the film couldn't she have just got a new toy that she replaced <laughs> them with but it, it, it would have felt very similar to Toy Story, the original. Um, if she just got a new toy that replaced Woody with, and right. I think I, I liked the idea of she making a f her making a fort that came to life. And no, I think I think it really fit well. Well, and like Woody, like put it into existence, right? Like he gave her all the materials to make Forky happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas like Buzz Lightyear was like the last gift at a birthday party, right? Like that was like a, oh my yeah. god, you know? Yeah. So they're very different. I don't. I haven't seen anyone even make a comparison between them yet. Right. Whereas I think if she she just got a new toy like at the start of Toy Story it people would have been like oh this is just the same thing right but no um I I, I liked Forky a lot I, I liked all the new characters actually Giggle McDimples I thought was funny yeah um Duke Kaboom I thought was funny even the G.I. Joes <laughs> oh no were they Combat Carl Combat Carl yeah yeah that were doing the high fives mm -hmm. and the one got left behind twice yeah have you, have, did you stay till the very end of the I, I did not, but I saw in your conversations where he gets his his much needed high five. Basically, what happens is, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, at the very end, Keanu, uh, the Pixar, you know how like at the very end of the film, the Disney logo comes back and the Pixar logo comes back. Mm -hmm. And then instead of the eye jumping on the Pixar logo, you have Duke Kaboom ride, like ride on his motorbike and jump on the eye with his motorbike. And then he like lands and he does a pose and then the uh, combat Carl comes out and get, uh, goes for the high five. And Ke and then uh, I keep calling him Keanu Reeves because he literally is just Keanu right. Reeves. But yeah, Duke Kaboom gives him a high five and it's like, yeah, Yay. Yeah, he got his high five. <laughs> so that was a nice moment. How have how have you no, been, honestly? How have you been coping with the Keanu sons? Like the whole Keanu Reeves yeah, Renaissance. Yeah, I, I don't know really what's happening. I know, like, like it's just like he was so low key for so long. It was like, oh yeah, the guy from the Matrix and from Bill and Ted. And then it was like, oh no, he's Keanu freaking Reeves. He's the guy now. Is that is that what? Because I just feel like everyone was just like mutual. I almost feel like the Vlog Brothers started it. They might have. Because like, uh, well, it was like a few months ago. Hank Green made a video on Keanu Reeves mm -hmm. and like his. Did did you see this? Mm -mm. And he was on like a talk show. And um and uh it was one of the Jimmys, I think. I don't know which one though. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> and it was like, and it was like, um, what do you think happens when you die? At Jimmy asked him the question, and Keanu Reeves. Everyone was like expecting him to come out with like some jokey answer because no one knows the solution right 
no one knows the answer, right? And everyone was expecting me to say some joke. And he goes, and he goes, and he says something like, I expect all the people who love, who love us, love me will miss, miss me or so, love, love us or miss us or something. Oh man. Like something really heartwarming. And then all the crowd just went silent for a second because they didn't know how to react. Right. And then they all just started applauding. And Hank Green was like, talk, went, made a whole video about it. And it was like a really nice video. And then like the next video, John Green did like a whole like love letter to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and then... John Wick comes out and everyone's like raving about him and I honestly and then it all just went went from there. Right. John Wick came back out and then uh they announced Bill and Ted three and he was in that video game at E three and then he's Duke Kaboom. Yeah. yeah. Well Duke Kaboom honestly felt like it was just written for him to play it. Oh I know. It was so good. Like, I I, I, I I, I can't I, like have you seen the thing of him in the recording studio i have yeah where That's it's it. just yeah, like just cool. him doing his keanu thing yeah no honestly like because chris evans tweeted that like i would watch two hours of this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if it was toy story 4 i'd still go see it <laughs> 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 uh, i i didn't know chris evans was such a big toy story fan but it really completes me that he is he's apparently like, a, I, a, like a big disney fan in general is he i wish he got a part in toy story 4 chris evans yeah like if he would have voiced I, I, a Captain America toy, can you imagine? Like he could have, but I because they could have put that in as a cameo. Right. Um. That 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 was one thing I was thinking. Like, um, because there wasn't a, a a vocal Star Wars reference, and there always has been a Star Wars reference in Toy Story films. Right. Like in Toy Story three, it's Lotso throwing big big baby throwing Lotso into the like garbage right and it's a reference to how Darth Vader froze Palpatine and I was thinking like maybe there's a Star Wars toy lying around there somewhere you called Duke Kaboom what? you got Duke, Duke Kaboom from the he was the cameo in what was the last Pixar movie oh in Incredibles 2 yeah 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 well done Seamus that now you've got to look out for like an onward cameo in Toy Story 4 like is there like an elf or a dragon or a unicorn or something right. lying around there there'll be something or Tom like, Holland or Chris Pratt or <laughs> no i'm sure there'll be something I'll, I'll i'm gonna wait till it comes out on dvd and look out for it but i mean i wasn't really looking for easter eggs in either of my viewings i was just trying to enjoy it but i noticed the grape soda pin and the luxo ball i did not see the luxo ball the grape soda pin was right there yeah they're like the luxo ball like there's a scene with it in i noticed it i can't remember where it is now i only noticed it the first time and i wasn't looking for it the second time so i didn't notice it yeah i know so, there was a it is in there there was a lot of vehicles in this movie so there was a lot of places to slip in yeah. the pizza planet truck i didn't truck. notice the pizza planet truck it didn't have like again in, in the other films it made like a it played a part the pizza planet truck. right in this one there wasn't even a cameo it was just a cameo right like in like in toy story they, they get in it toy story someone always rides in a pizza planet truck in a toy story film except this one yeah uh, unless i missed something unless like yeah like the rv was a repurposed yeah. pizza planet truck or something <laughs> <laughs> and oh the dad's going to jail joke got a pail yeah i thought that, that was, was really really funny yeah <laughs> let's um, send dad to jail <laughs> it, it, the, the, the sat nap thing was like making me a bit like okay that's a bit weird but, right um it like i i feel like though if you were in that situation and the sat nap did start saying that you, you you would be a little like i was trying to put myself in the shoes i feel like you would just go along with it because you don't want to question it really i don't know can you drive no okay <laughs> <laughs> i think that was a little unbelievable <laughs> Was it? And, uh, they, but and then they just started jump starting the car. It was a bit. It was a bit weird. But well, you got to give the toys some. It was more believable than Toy Story Two when they literally just drove a Pizza Planet truck with no one noticing for. Right. 
and they like and they and bullseye runs the speed of a plane run bullseye runs the speed of a plane yeah so, and i mean I, every film has that that thing which is a little unbelievable like buzz starts flying in the first one um and this this and the third one has like the alien somehow man managing to get up to the uh the crane and getting the right into the like every every film has that kind of one shocking scene, but you look past it for the enjoyment of the film. I think. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, if you're if you're poking holes in it, you're like, well, wait a minute, the toys came to life, okay? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I yeah. I, I like the new characters a lot, and um, are there any of them I haven't really spoken about yet? No, I don't think there are. Gabby, Gabby. I thought the dolls were a little Gabby, scary. Gabby. The dolls were, but and I, I, I got very major Leon Crick vibes from all of that. He's a big fan of horror films and The Shining. Like, if you ever see a Shining reference in a Toy Story film, like the carpet from the original and stuff, that's Leon Crick. He's put that in, and he's the one who directed Toy Story Three. And um, no, I got major Leon Crick vibes from like them and the bit. They're kind of like jump scare bits. I just thought, like, when I watch things like this, I think about the fact that, like. Pixar films are not for kids, right? They're for everyone. Yeah, exactly. But, That's what Brad Bird always says. Right. But they, they need to be enjoyable by kids. And I feel like the scary dolls are going to challenge at least some segment of the child population. I think the thing is... Do we see it as scary because we know them to be scary from horror films, whereas kids who are innocent and haven't seen horror films revolving around ventriloquist dolls and stuff might not even see them as scary toys? You might be or right. Are they just, or are they just, like, objectively scary? I, um, I think they even comment that they're creepy, though. Yeah. Uh, Forky does make a comment about it, but I, I, there was one real jump scare in the film, I think, and it was when, and you, I, you knew it was coming when Bo Peep and Bo Woody like had like when Woody disobeys her and he like runs into the aisle. And right. then they like turn around and then there are two big guys who like grab hold of them. That that was the only real like big jump scare in my opinion. Yeah. I, it didn't really make me jump. So, uh, and I don't know. I it, This film was rated U. I don't know. I don't like, know what that means. If that, it, what, what ratings do you have in America? We have G, PG, PG-13, R. Okay. This is, that is the equivalent of G. Okay anyone can go. I don't know if it's the same in America. This wasn't a PG. This was less than a PG here, which really shocked me because I thought that would be a PG. Well, I know Disney gets away with some stuff like Pirates of the Caribbean. The first one is only PG. Wow. They're like well, skeletons in that. This is G. Yeah, so, but the first Toy Story is PG. And that's the only one that got a PG rating. The other ones all got Gs, at least here. Yeah. Like, Incredibles 2 got a PG rating. Incredibles 2 deserved a freaking warning at the beginning. Ugh. Yeah, because of epileptic fears. Yeah. yeah. Mm -mm -mm. What did you think? I'm really curious about your thoughts on the return of Bo Peep. I know, like, as a, as a Toy Story stan... You know, the return of that character probably meant a, a lot to you, but to me, it felt just like, is there this much depth to this person? I think I think they did it perfectly, though. Really? Like, right from the first scene, where, like, they open the film, and she's taken away. And she's already in the situ- Like, she already has accepted that when an owner doesn't need you as a toy, you need to move on. Which is, like, the entire message. Which, that's what Woody learns in the film. Right. She's already accepted that. And, like- Ethan described it as a retcon, where it could have been a retcon, and at first it could have felt like that, but the way it ties into everything later in the film, and all the animation of Andy playing with the toys afterwards and stuff, I genuinely think it was done perfectly. I, I thought um, it was really nice. I was a little... I feel like every t everything I say is dissatisfaction. I loved this film. I want to be clear about that. <laughs> uh, I was a little dissatisfied with, like, they 
save RC and then nothing else happens there. Or do they save RC? Yeah, they save RC. Yeah, yeah. And, but that was like that. That but it was like to set up Bo Peep going. I right. loved that because RC was left out of Toy Story three, and he had a pretty big part in the other film. Right. Well, the first one at least. And I mean, like, other than Wheezy, he's the only like main character that was kind of just thrown away, like, and disappeared. Wheezy's now the only one who wasn't just kind of who's just kind of disappeared without a mention. But I think we could imagine Wheezy just broke again or something and actually got thrown out for good this time. But no, I um no, I I definitely think um that worked really well. I'm glad we got to see like a story with RC. Nearly went missing, but he got saved and. It fits really well for Woody to be... It's a good way to get Woody outside so he can have that goodbye with Bo Peep. Right. Considers leaving Andy, but realizes he can't. I thought it was a really powerful scene, uh, especially to open the film with. I agree. I felt like, you know, Woody was missing for moments before Andy was like, where is Woody? You know, yeah. like this, as a security blanket, he's so immediately yeah. important. And I think that's why... that And, and that, that, again, gets into the deeper message of the film. He meant everything to Andy. And then what? two minutes later Bo Bonnie Bonnie's left him behind and isn't even playing with him for the hat game right which he's one of the best characters to have for the hat game like right what's it called hat shop it's hat game hat shop that's it yeah so like and it instantly draws the parallel uh, well draws the differences between them and how Bo Bonnie is this one one type of person and he's this other and because this and therefore Woody leaving Bonnie firstly wouldn't be out of character for him because he considered leaving Andy twice firstly in Toy Story 2 once in that scene with Bo Peep but realized he couldn't because he wanted to be there for Andy right but because he didn't mean as much to Bonnie this was his time to go I think I think it fit really well all of it um I liked Bo Peep I'm glad they gave her like a a strong role in this film oh I am too I, how did her clothes and, change yeah they got rid of the pink the pink dress thing and she was just kind of in the undergarments of it is that what it was yeah i think so we didn't explain it but yeah I, I expected just like at least a momentary explanation just give me like five seconds of the antique shop owner repainted her or something <laughs> my big question with it was that bo peep's story didn't really fit up with the timeline <laughs> So you've got she nine years ago she gets taken right and then when she's asked how long have you been a free toy she says seven years yeah so okay? she spent two years in so, the antique shop oh was she taken for the antique shop I thought she was taken for a new owner I think she was I, I'm not exactly sure but she was like picked up I don't know good question because I I thought that, that, that it did I and it was a one-off line as well <laughs> like she was taken nine years ago then she went to this new owner and depending on how long it took for this owner to not be afraid of the dark anymore. I say one year, maybe two years, she was given up to the antique shop. Then she said she wasted away for years in the antique shop right. and then has been free for seven years. So I don't know if she's just said she's been a lost toy ever since she went to the antique shop. And maybe that's what she was saying. And eventually, and maybe she was exaggerating and they didn't waste away for years in the antiques. But who knows? I didn't think, I, they could have just said like, oh yeah, I've been a free toy for five years and I would have had no questions. Right, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> but she said seven years and I was like, okay. But no, actually, I really loved the story. And this is a one-off line as well about how Molly was afraid of the dark. So they moved Bo Peep to her room and... She would That's sleep with her hand on both. I loved that. Yeah, I loved that a lot. And once Molly wasn't afraid of the dark anymore, Bo Peep moved on and Woody got the goodbye. I thought it was perfectly done, really. It, I like I remember when I watched that scene for the first time, I was like, oh, this film's gonna be perfect, man. Um it didn't it wasn't quite as good as Toy Story 3, in my opinion. 
but I would agree. Uh, I actually think this was, while it's excellent, I don't think it's quite up to the caliber of some of the stuff Pixar's been putting out lately. Do you not? I think, like, to me, this isn't as good as Inside Out. Okay, but yeah, the, I, I I can see an argument for stuff like that. I like Obviously, for me, the Toy Story films are always all, like, up, tear up, because I love them so much. Right. But I can definitely see arguments for why other films... Like, if someone goes, like, Monsters, Inc.'s better than Toy Story, I'm like, yeah, I can definitely see an argument for that. I feel like I just have a strong personal connection with Toy Story, and I feel like if I didn't, I might prefer films like Monsters, Inc., Inside Out, Up, which are all brilliant films, and there's no, no denying that. Um... I, I, I think, uh, for me, it's better than the first one, the first Toy Story film. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Some people say it's the best one. I, I, again, we well, I did the ratings on here, and I think Toy Story, the, the original one, is the worst one. But that's like, it, it feels, the word worst is a horrible word to use for it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, bad. very good. <laughs> it's just, it, yeah. But no, I, I think, it, it's for, for me, the, the real challenge is between this one and Toy Story 2. And I feel like it could be years until I really make my mind up on it. Because I, I think, on, on the instant, I think I, I would say I prefer Toy Story 2. But I've had years of growing to love Toy Story 2 and knowing and growing up with that film. Whereas I've seen Toy Story 4 twice. Is it really fair to make the comparison? Yeah, probably not. But right now, I would say it's the Toy Story 2 is better. Because I do love Zerg. Because <laughs> of Zerg? Zerg? I love Zerg. Not like and the no, Prospector I, I think, or... No, I, I, I think Toy Story 2 has the perfect middle section. Um, It, it doesn't have the strongest ending to a film, uh, but because uh, it's got like all the like like racing in the pizza planet truck and saving them from the the plane it's not a bad ending but like that middle section is so good it's like you know the scene where they're crossing the road they go into the shopping mm -hmm. the, the shop mm -hmm. like woody gets re like fixed up jesse tells her backstory uh the toys arrive to s save woody he turns them down he listens to the boy playing you've got a friend in me like and he realizes he's making a mistake as he like peels andy's name off the bottom of his foot like i think all that is perfect and then after that i think it starts to go downhill a little bit but it's still like amazing they're all I think so good that, that that's why toy story 3 tips it off for me it has a perfect like ending to the film and no i, I still think toy story 3 is the best one um toy story 3 is extremely like, just, good I, I i i genuinely wouldn't be able to find a problem with toy story 3 like everything about it's just great yeah really i i, I yeah uh, but on the other hand i don't think this i i i this the fear with this one was that if it if its ending wasn't good it would take away from toy story 3's ending do you know what i mean yeah L like because people were saying that this Toy Story 3 had the perfect ending. And if this film's ending wasn't good, it would take away from Toy Story 3's ending. But it really didn't do that. Not even slightly, in my opinion, take away from Toy Story 3's ending. I think Toy Story 3 was Woody realizing that the toys were best. He realized the, re the other toys were best with Bonnie. They shouldn't be rotting away in the attic. They should be go to a new owner. Whereas for, um, but whereas Woody, I don't think, was in place with Bonnie because he meant everything to Andy and Andy meant everything to him. While the other toys could all move on i don't think he could and that's why we got woody's ending right woody but that cause oh sorry you got on. i was gonna say that woody had this like sort of sacred connection with andy that none of the other toys really had maybe buzz uh no yeah but like you know bonnie buzz's connection with woody wasn't nearly as good as andy's like they all could move on i think right I think that was the point of toy story 3 right was that like for the most part as a toy like if you mean everything to that child like Bo Peep to what is Andy's sister? Molly. Bo Peep to Molly was like that girl couldn't sleep without her hand on Bo Peep. That's that's a huge commitment for years. And that's mm. why 
like when you try to move on and you try to be that toy to someone else and you don't get that reaction and same with Woody you know it's not going to be the same it's not going to to be right and Bonnie has toys and Andy had like a toy and toys that played with Woody you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah no I, I that, that yeah and I think that's the point but the, the, the thing with um, this story was, and I was just about to say this, it gave the other toys like Rex, Ham, Mr. Potato Head a much more sidelined role, this film. Yeah, that's fine with me. I don't know if you noticed that. I thought, and at first I was like, oh, it was a little disappointing. Upon reflection, perfect. Because their character arcs are all completely done. They they were with Andy growing up. Andy passed them on to a new owner. Now they have this owner. What what more can you really do with them? Like, right. it, they, yeah, they, they, their arcs are all completely done. And whereas Woody's arc I don't think was complete yet because well he wasn't he wasn't the right toy for Bonnie and I think that's that and I'm glad they kind of got sidelined because it made way for the new toys like Gabby Gabby to tell their own story I liked was... also that Gabby Gabby was like a villain but she has like yeah. a full redemption arc in the film yeah no it was so weird because like it was kind of like in the, I was kind of like in this situation of like going into the film Toy Story have had a twist villain for the last two films Lotso caught me out I think Stinky Pete you could see was coming um because they they held off longer to reveal Stinky Pete Lotso was revealed pretty quickly and the line before he gets revealed he's like saying no I'm not the bad guy he's like guys why have we got this toy tied up so and I, so I was like on the lookout when I went into the film like who's gonna be the twist villain there's gonna be a twist villain there's always a twist villain in the Toy Story films right and then they instantly implement her as the villain there wasn't any beating around the bush it was like I need your voice spot and you're like oh well that wasn't hard <laughs> there, there she and, is um, <laughs> And therefore, it dis distracts you from the fact there's a twist. She's not actually the villain. She's just a toy who wants to get played with. And Woody makes the big sacrifice at because he realizes he's had it all. He's lived He's lived a great life and he lets her... And it was, yeah, it was such a good sacrifice for him to make to let her have what he's always had. Right. And the other great thing about his sacrifice is, you know, Toy Story 2 is about Woody almost going into basically an antique shop, going into the museum because he's in perfect condition condition so in getting rid of his toy box he also kills his intrinsic value as a toy like there's no chance that some kid's gonna pick him up and his parents are gonna be like oh my god that's an original woody doll yeah we're going no. to take it and we're going to sell it because it's in great condition like it'll only ever be a kid's toy it could only ever be something loved by a child yeah and now he's yeah. But I, I loved that scene where Harmony picks up uh, Gabby Gabby and Forky's like, oh my God, it's so great. I could cry. And you're like, ready. And I thought the film was going to end there. And I, at this point, I was a little disappointed. I, I like, by if the film ended like this, if Gabby Gabby was picked up by Harmony, Harmony went home, Forky and Woody got in the bag, they all went off with Bonnie and it just ended. I'd have been disappointed. And that's what I genuinely thought was going to happen because it looked like it was done. I was kind of like confused how the whole Bo Peep thing tied in. I thought maybe, she'd reunite with Bonnie and with Woody and they'd all get brought home by Bonnie but that that was like the only thing I could really think of but like and then when Harmony drops uh Gabby 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 I was like no this film's just getting started things are about and to that's get when, wild yeah, and that that that's when like the film really started to sell itself to me I think that final section was so good and yeah well and I thought for sure that was gonna happen with Gabby Gabby the whole time I thought when she pulled the voice box string and Bonnie heard it and uh, Harmony heard it, I thought Harmony was going to be like, oh my God, broken toy. I'm horrified of this. Because like mm -hmm. out of nowhere, there was this toy being like, you're my best friend. 
How much do you think a kid thinks of it, though? I, I don't know. The grown man in <laughs> me is like, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that is a bit weird. They, no, there were a few moments like that. She noticed Woody do the same thing earlier on in the film. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like when he pulls his string and she goes over to him. Right. So that, that's funny. Um, maybe she's just maybe she's just used to it. <laughs> maybe. It's like, um, I want antique toys, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I liked Harmony. That was a good an interesting character to include. It was a very, like, girl-themed film, actually, now I think about it. Yeah. Like, all the main, like, human characters were girls. I didn't even think of that when I was in the cinema, but they really are. Well, and and just to... I want to go back to the, like, Woody's value thing. It's like Woody giving the voice box to Gabby Gabby. Gabby Gabby is naively under the impression that if she is worth something to adults, like, if she works, yeah. then she'll be worth something to children. But, like, the lesson mm-hmm. Woody learns is, like the exact opposite yeah no yeah it's interesting i'm because i was like expecting him to tell say how like you don't need your voice box to be worth something but it was the whole thing of how like she was defective right out the box right that's what she said she was broken out the box and she was thrown away basically because of that and she's like rotted away in the antique store and she was thrown away out of the box but forky was literally built out of the trash yeah, but then Woody realizes that she still, he's had this great life and she could have a chance and to, to still live it. And a lot of parents wouldn't want a, a broken toy. Right. So fixing her, yeah, I think I think it was a... No, but Gabby Gabby, very interesting character. I didn't see, well, the twist, she isn't a villain coming at all. And I think that was really clever because I think any twist villain you, I'd have been onto instantly. Yeah. If they, they had it. So... So, so the fact it was the twist was there isn't a villain was I thought really good. Yeah, and no, I, 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 I no, the yeah, I agree with you actually. The, the only real character that disappointed me was Buzz. I feel like he was again we went back to something I said right at the start, but his his character was a bit eh, yeah like uh, in a voice I don't know. Yeah, it made him seem like less than he was. And Jessie was sidelined a bit as well. She was sidelined less than everyone else. But I, I love the moment where Woody gives her the sheriff pin at the end. I thought that was really That's valuable. a really nice moment. Because she would always take it off after playtime and be like, here you go, Woody. Yeah, did Bonnie not wonder, like, um, why does the sheriff pin kick right back on Woody? <laughs> the It's the girl cowboy that's the sheriff. Yeah. Uh, no, but that, no, that was a nice moment. He let her... He let her be the sheriff. And yeah, we've talked about this film a lot. Like, is this, what, an hour of just fully talking about the film? I know, we're like at 52 and a half minutes of, of I, real talk. I don't talk. think we've really spoken about anything else. I know. I wanna... maybe, maybe Ethan is just a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I... he's, he's, Ethan is the, the like, the, the thing stopping you from being a John Negroni perfect podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not trying to be cinemaholics. They, there's a market for that, and there's people for that, and we are not that. You're a comedy podcast. Exactly well. right. Uh, I do actually, while you're here, on an off topic, uh, Harry Potter Wizards Unite came out this week. Have you played it at all? No, I haven't. I haven't touched it, unfortunately. I've downloaded it, uh, but I mean, it, it came out, they, they announced it coming out on Tuesday. Like, the, what, no, the game's been known for a while. I made a video on it, like, four months ago, I think. Right. Um... And, um... I've known about the game. I thought it was going to be a success. It was never going to be as big as Pokemon Go. Um, right. But if it can get to be like, what, a tenth as big as Pokemon Go, that's a major success because Pokemon Go is massive. Oh, yeah. Like, Seven, took the 700 million players or something yeah, at was... one point. So if this game can get to 70 million, right. it would have done so well. Um, uh, 
and people are talking about it. I have noticed people talking about it, like, which surprised me. I haven't had the chance to play it because they announced it coming out on Tuesday, that it was coming out on June 21st, which is the exact day Toy Story 4 was coming out. And well, ever since I've seen Toy Story 4, I've been working on my Toy Story 4 videos. So I'm going to New York next week. Maybe I'll get a chance to play it a bit while I'm walking around New York, but. Are you doing anything exciting in New York? Are you like going to a Broadway show? Are you? Yeah, we, we have to say we're going to a Yankees game, 100%. Oh, are you a baseball um, fan? Nope. <laughs> 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 no, I just, I really wanted to go to a game. Like, everyone knows the Yankees, so... Everyone like, does know the Yankees. Game, baseball game would be fun to go to, I think. Like, it, it, I mean, it's something experiencing the culture in America, going to a sports game. Who yeah. are they playing like, next I go week? To, they're, they're playing someone on Tuesday night, I think. I can look it up. I'm on it. We have bought, we're waiting to get tickets uh, uh, on the day. Um, by the time this podcast is out, I've probably been, already been to it. Um, Monday, but, Tuesday, Blue Jays at Yankees. So, do you know I've those, Do you know who the Blue Jays are? They're in Toronto. So you're going to so, have a Canadian right. team playing an American team, and you're going to be fun. visiting from London and Northern Ireland, right? Yeah, well, I find I find found it shocking when I saw the prices of tickets uh, to the to the Yankees game. Were they high like or low? Thirteen dollars a piece. Yeah, nobody goes to baseball That's games. Nothing. Uh, oh, does all, is, is baseball just not as big a sport as it used to be in America? No, Seamus. Here's or the thing: just... there are thirty teams, and each team plays hundred and sixty-two games. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, you have to be a proper committed fan to go to that. Yeah. Oh well. Okay, I, I didn't realize that. I knew like the Chicago team won a few years back. Is the World Series it called? Yeah, the World Series. Yeah, I I, I knew Chicago won it because I was there in Chicago like the year it won it, and it was. Like, there are two Chicago teams. There are also two New York oh, teams. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh well, I'm learning new things every day. No, I want to go to a baseball game. It seems fun. Like, um, I'm sure we'll 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 have a look at going to a Broadway show. Um, when we get there as well. Um, you can see Cursed Child. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to see it again. Um, no. Uh, I I'd, I'd be more interested in going to see something that isn't in the West End. Right. That that was actually the problem with Broadway. We're looking at the shows, and it was like we can go to all these shows in London. Right. So. Um, I'd want to go to one that isn't in London and that would be the decision making behind that if we have time at the end of the day I want to go like on a like a little sailing boat round the Empire State Building not the, the Statue of Liberty yeah I was like ah, good luck with that one <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would be something I'd like to do a nice little boat ride I've been up the Empire State Building before because I've been to New York before but this will this will be my third time matter of fact but, but this will be Miss um, Buckley's first trip this will be yes um, and yeah she wants to go up the Empire State Building. She wrote an agenda of things uh, she wants to do, so there's a lot of things on the list if I can find it. Uh, well, New York City is going to have a lot of little spots that you can do Pokemon like Go we're near things. We're and... near Central Park as well. Should I say that? Because I, Central I mean, Park is I'm in the be middle here when of this Manhattan. Comes out. <laughs> no, okay, we're good then. No one's going to be able to like track me down and find me. No, Central Park is very big. Okay, well, I think we're good then. Um, I'm not worried then. You can leave that in. Um, I will. Not the offer. Yeah, I don't want to make this any harder. Oh, I found the list. Uh, Flat Iron Building. Yeah, that's Times Square. Uh, Times Square. Abigail wants to go to the Met. A uh, lot of shopping wants to be done. Brooklyn Bridge. These are all things in New York. Ground Zero. That would be. These are all things really like yeah. in Manhattan for the most part. Yeah, well, that's where we're staying, I guess. So. Yeah. I'm not going to be like heading off to Queens. <laughs> and I only know Queens exists because of Spider-Man. <laughs> that's a good enough reason for me. I just sent you an think... overhead shot of, of Manhattan on Skype. On Skype. And uh, that big green thing is Central Park. And the rest of that is skyscrapers. Oh, yeah. No one's going to be able to find me. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I'm like, I've been like a mile away from Central Park, so the radius is just <laughs> absolutely massive. Yeah, so you're good. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Uh, no, the, the, the thing about going to America is not having a car, because that's, like, how you guys get around. We're, I, I, we're not going to have a car when we're there, so... How are you getting um, to D.C.? Uh, we're getting a coach. Really? This was a big decision. This was a big decision, okay? We had a long discussion about it. There was a train or a coach to D.C. The I... train was $70. Is that a lot? To, I thought to get a train for $70 there... $70 back for both of us. That's $280 in total for three, three hours to get this train. A coach was four hours, $20 there, $20 back, $80 in total. I was like, if it's $200 less and all you're losing is an hour each way. I, I mean, I, 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 I think- Listen, it's, I it's bet the bus system's sweet. All I know is my co-host Ethan is currently on a train from Virginia to California. And that's oh. like, that's his whole week. <laughs> How long does that take, a train? I, well, I think if it was nonstop, it would take like a day or two. But he's stopping in, I think, like Indiana, Chicago, a whole bunch of different places. Why is he going to Chicago? Isn't that like completely out the way? And there's everything. Like, if you just went straight from Virginia to California on 64, you'd see St. Louis and nothing else. So... <laughs> well, no, I... I we 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 agreed it wasn't worth paying the extra two hundred dollars to get a few a few few save a few hours. Well, and, um, and you got she you're twenty one, right? I am twenty one, but yeah. she is not. Yeah. Okay, so a train is just a moving bar. So I know a, what a train is. <laughs> right, but like. <laughs> <laughs> you know like the trolley in harry potter that's got alcohol on it yeah yeah so but i mean uh, i feel like i feel like we, we we've actually had a discussion about this because she's not going to be able to buy drinks at a bar because she's 20 right but um like w what we were thinking is if i like buy it at like a shop just bring it to the hotel room and have drinks there kind of thing I think you'd be Would fine. Be, yeah. I, I, well, I know I can buy stuff there now. So I would, I mean, if okay. she's like recklessly dangerous and clearly <laughs> intoxicated, no. then like she'll be arrested. But <laughs> is that like a genuine thing? You can get arrested for being drunk. Drunk in public? Yeah, that's a real thing. I didn't, that is not a thing here. I, well, it, it might be. I just, just not, it's not like, uh, it's not like, well, I, I imagine it's not strictly, uh, like it's, it, and it's not going to be a problem either. So if, I think <laughs> if way. she's pretty low key, not belligerent, yeah. you're going to be okay. Yeah, I think we'll be good. So, Seems like yeah, a sweet so, lady. I've never met her myself, but no, but yeah, we 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 it'll be fun going to DC. We've got a pool in DC, which is nice, um, because it's really hot while we're there, and yeah, I think it's just going to be a fun trip. I'm excited. Um, I'm I'm sad I can't do this uh, Spartan race, but we're. Are you back. sad you can't do it? I am. I actually am because I enjoyed it last year. Um, but um, no, we we we're, we're literally uh, getting the coach into DC on the day of the Spartan race, and we're like, arriving in at like 8 p.m. So it's not yeah. really gonna work. No, and the Spartan race is not in the district. It's like again, I'm not sure I should have said that because. Now someone was going to know my bus is coming into the co coach station in DC at 8 p.m. and could be waiting. <laughs> it was a, believe me, Seamus, like, thank you for promoting our podcast, but I don't think our audience is big enough that you have anything to worry about. <laughs> yeah. I, if anyone is considering that, please respect my privacy. I'll meet you at the meetup on Sunday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think, I, yeah, I think we'll be good. Yeah, I'm sure you're fine. I've got, I've got to be careful about these things, clearly. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, this bacon and eggs audience, they're ravenous. Yeah, I know, I do like the bacon and eggs audience. I love your podcast. Thank and you. And your Discord. You should join the bacon and eggs Discord at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Yes, you should! It's only $3 a month. You know, if you paid for it for like a year, that's only $36. You know how much, oh, what, Emmett? Emmett? Emmett. Emmett pays for a coffee in the original Lego movie. Thirty-seven dollars. Oh, yeah. You've you've made this joke before. <laughs> Make this joke every time. <laughs>
um, an interesting question I had about um, uh, uh, to back to Toy Story Four. Okay. Was this Toy Story Four? I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, I was on Twitter and I had an idea. Okay. Of something to say, and then I saw John Negroni's tweets about Toy Story Four, and now I've forgotten what I was going to say. I lost my train train of thought. Well, um, on the topic of John Negroni, Toy Story Four, and you know we've got. You and I are both good friends of John. My brothers are the Super Carlin Brothers. You've been in Super Carlin Brothers video and be at a Super Carlin Brothers meetup. And you also found fame in Pixar theory videos. How well does Toy Story 4 fit the Pixar theory? Um, See, again, a sequel doesn't really change anything at the end of the day. It, uh, it, it, it really benefits it if you want to look at it from a perspective of cars coming to life with... If that ever looked like a push, a spork has just come to life. Right. So it's not it's not a stretch anymore. Right. Um, the idea of a car, the cars coming to life when the humans were on the Axiom now doesn't feel like a stretch at all, I would say. Um, Onward is going to be the film that creates a problem for it. Um, no, the Axiom I, I, went to a different planet. This is easy. Yeah, the Axiom goes to a different planet. Uh, no, I'm not saying it doesn't It doesn't work. That, 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 that works. But is it as fun once you're starting to just go like, oh yeah, that's on a different planet? No, it's not as fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a nice idea, but it almost felt like Pixar were just trying to put an end to it. Like, yeah, it seemed like comment. Pixar came out and were like, screw you guys, we're done. <laughs> considering how long films take to make, this film would have started work in about 2014. When was the Pixar theory at its biggest? Oh, I know. 2014. I can guarantee you that. What? Super Carlin Brothers made the video on it 2013. Then they started like fully going in on it in 2014 with like Who's Andy's Monster and 2015 as well. Do you remember when, when they found the like Andy's dad story? Yeah. And then Pixar was... was like, nope, fake news. Yeah. yeah, I was expecting that to be delved into in the film if they were so desperate to shut it down. That would have, but... I think that would have given Jonathan and Ben too much well i mean i hope that they get the credit they deserve but i feel like that would have been like a like think about it two million people are in jonathan and ben's fan base right but yeah, this movie's already made now. 47 million dollars mm, yeah that is that is an insane number isn't it yeah have the super column brothers hit two million 1.996 oh it's coming up close to go. that is really close i thought they were really close but um i wonder if we're gonna have no, another party did you have a party for a million we did oh that's so cool Oh, they're gonna hit that. it while I'm there. I know. Well, Probably. four thousand. Oh, I don't know. Four, I don't know how many subs they gain a day, actually. But we can check um, Social Blade. Yeah. Is that the one you use, or do you use what's the other one? Social Blade is the the one. The one. Super car. I don't, I don't think they'd gain a thousand a day, to be honest. No, no offense to them. It depends how. It depends what kind of what what videos you've been uploading. If your videos are doing well, you get more subs. They aren't. Then if it's just kind of going business as usual, then yeah. I I I would guess it's probably like. 400 to 600 but i'm not 100 they get about so june 9th which is a while ago now they had their best day in a while with 1388 new subs so yeah that's a oh so they so they're they're more than the 400 to 600 range right uh but most days are between four and six. Oh, so okay i'm not mile off then i imagine they gain more on weekends and stuff as well like that's patterns i know so i lose subscribers every time i upload i don't know if they have the same thing like you lose subs every time you upload every time i upload a video people unsubscribe yeah i'm sorry every time that makes no, me it's, sad it's fine it's fine it's like it's like one of those things where it's like um 
I think if you build an audience off um, different types of things, so some people came for me for Pixar theories, some people came for me for Harry Potter theories, some people came for me to do rants and stuff like that. Right. And when I'm doing a video about uh, a vlog of me going to see Toy Story 4 or a video where I'm improving the title of a film, I'm going to lose subscribers because that people are like, well, that's not what I subscribed for. So, right. Um, yeah, I expect to lose subscribers when I upload, but I'm not too stressed about that. I don't, don't know if it'd be the same for them. In the last 30 days, you don't have any negative days on subscribers, though. Haven't, haven't I? I used to get them all the time. I must have had a good month. I, I know I, I, I've probably gained like... You're what? up 2740 in the last 30 days. 2740? Yeah. Wow. I wonder what my last few months. I, I definitely, ha I, I haven't gained like 10,000 subs this year, but you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's slow moving, but um, I'm enjoying what I do more than I was when I was gaining like 20,000 a day. I never gained that many, but like <laughs> 20,000 a month. Right. Like, it, 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 I think, I, I think I'm, it comes yeah. in phases. Like, obviously, it, bacon oh, it and eggs really does. Is, is not at all, even on your level, which is you know tremendous um but we go through phases of like all right let's hit it hard with growth and let's do what we can to get in front of new audiences and this that and the other and then right now i feel like we're in a season of like i just like the audience we have and i just want to mm. talk to them and yeah. i just want to if they if they the grow it organically that's great but if it doesn't then that's fine too that's the big thing for me as well it's like when you have a big video you gain subscribers i, I did a video on jk rowling a few months ago and that did really well it got like four hundred thousand views which is a lot of views for me. It's a lot of views just in general. It's a lot of people. Yeah, that's and, a lot. <laughs> um, and I was really happy with that. And it got loads of likes. Because um, I didn't think the video was overly negative. Um, people like would have taken a, just a look at one look at it and thought this is going to be overly negative and dislike it and hate it. But as a whole, I thought it was just a very neutral stance mm -hmm. um, on, on the whole situation of her. And um, I don't have that much against her. Um, so, so yeah, and that video did really well. I gained lots of subs then. And then, but then sometimes you just like to try new things like I did a video on what I do I do I, I do like improving that title videos all the time um but like I did a video on like Wizards Unite a few months ago and I was thinking like oh yeah this is a uh, this this video could do really well if there's a lot of hype around the game and there wasn't it didn't do that well <laughs> maybe I thought maybe it would get a second a second uh, a second wind this week but no nothing um, and I like tried a Game of Thrones video a few weeks ago, um, which was different, uh, didn't do well, but you know, you only learn from that. I like, I tried a Brie Larson video where I spoke about Brie Larson the other day. Mm -hmm. I saw that. A few weeks ago. And I was like, this one isn't going to do well. I'm probably wasting my time making this 150,000 views, which what in two weeks or something. And I was like, oh, wow, that's quite well. That's done quite well. There, there's so much controversy surrounding, especially Brie Larson. Mm -hmm. I don't particularly know why she's just kind of um she's just kind of like i don't know she's she's not the I, I think people there's a lot of people who don't like her because um well like very right-leaning people i found other people who hate her and i say right-leaning i mean like proper right-wing people um, right I, like i've seen i watched a lot of videos by right-winged youtubers i didn't even know this was a big market but it really is um where they um fully oh, just... there, there's a lot of people out there who are doing very good on youtube just being mean but like very lambasted and it's like and they all just have problems with the film and like Captain Marvel and they all like claim that their problems with the film aren't political it's purely they just didn't think it was a good film but then it's very weird to see that people who have similar political opinions for them all ha say this exact same thing making right. it, you think it's got to be political in some way why they don't like the film it's the, the, it was the same thing I noticed with The Last Jedi people were like yeah I didn't like this film and, and it was like 
but like not for political reasons but then they go and attack the lady who played rose and stuff right and it's like i mean the fact the film is being hated by so many people with this this same like-minded thinking makes me think your reason for disliking it is more political than you're willing to admit and but yeah there's a whole genre of youtube dedicated to stuff like this and she's not the most like socially adept person is what i'll say like if you watch her interviews brie larson yeah she's very um i would say I, like I ab abrasive perhaps yeah okay that's yeah it's a good word um and she yeah no, there's some things i i don't know if she's being sarcastic a lot of people say said she was um and maybe she was um but th there's a lot of stuff where i'm like okay and there was like one time when she made a comment saying like uh i don't want my film to be reviewed by white men this film wasn't made for you which is why loads of people hate her because apparently like that's saying like what's the word i'm looking for here it's like being negative but saying like it's the film's it's being like sex uh, sexist and racist to white men but it's more of like a i think she was more trying to say that's not the target demographic oh that's definitely but, what yeah. she was trying to and say she's not saying like you can't enjoy a film if you're a white man and but they love to get offended over it these channels and i, I guess they just want to be offended over something and yeah, I've got way too swarmed into this whole genre of YouTube for last week. So I need to like take a step back from it because I've, I've started, I got sucked into these like uh, videos because I disagree with them almost entirely. <laughs> like they're like hateful opinion. Like I watched ones on Game of Thrones and they were calling, you don't know who Arya Stark is, but they were calling her a Mary Sue. And I'm like, she's not, there's no way you can call Arya Stark a Mary Sue. Oh yeah. I don't even watch the show and I know that. She like, her whole but, character arc is that she works for everything she has, yeah. right? And like Ryan Johnson proper like, yeah, no, she, she spent eight seasons becoming an assassin and i wasn't a fan of the way they killed the night king in game of thrones i thought it was a bit anticlimactic but it was a, it doesn't make it was a, a sweet little suit. sequence it was a sweet sequence but i thought there i basically i really wanted brand to have more of a role um you've seen this episode haven't you we reviewed it on like, and Eggs. yeah yeah you did i knew this brand had like eight seasons of him becoming this guy who was meant to be there to stop the night king he didn't do anything in the moment sits in a chair sits in a chair and does nothing so yeah it was a few things for me that kind of annoyed me about that episode um but like yeah there, there, there's a lot of stuff about brie larson and yeah i got sucked into those videos when it came to game films i just disagree with them in their entirety and it's like it's like well i don't like so yeah it's just one of those things um uh and yeah i don't think she deserves the abuse she's getting i don't think anyone deserves to get abuse for the most part like i don't know how much you keep up with youtube drama but there was like a whole situation with james charles last month um, i saw that and i and i tweeted about it i said something to the effect of like we're about to have an internet anger mob against someone let's all just remember we're all human beings that make mistakes yeah. Because it was like, he, what, he like promoted his friend's vitamins, vitamins, vitamins. There um, you go. Uh, and uh, no, no, that's not what happened. He promoted the rival company of his friend's vitamin. And um, there was like stuff about him being like a sexual predator, allegations against him and stuff. And he lost 3 million subscribers. He was getting abused left, right and center. Then he made like a big statement about it, like a week after. And everyone resubscribed to him and forgave him and apologized. And I was sat thinking when it was all going down, because I was like, okay, I think people are being a bit far. Like, if the sexual abuse scandals are true, then, yeah, it's not not great. And um, hopefully he gets reprimanded for it. But there was nothing, like, he... Uh, how far are we allowed to go? Like, there was nothing that he sexually assaulted anyone. Like, it was more like right. he took advantage of people. I don't know if that is sexual assault. It was... But it wasn't, I like... I think that's sexual assault. 
but uh, that is sexual. It, it it wasn't like it didn't feel extreme. It was like a guy agreed, gave him consent, and, right? Um, then said afterward he didn't think he was gay, and James was trying to like say like, well then why did you come and like lead me on and stuff? It was stuff like that basically. Right. Those were the claims. It wasn't really sexual assault. Um, it was taking advantage more. I don't know. Um, and um, there was stuff like that. And then he came out apologized, and everyone like forgave him within what a, a day, and he gained like two million subscribers in a day. And I was just sat there thinking like, imagine if like the hate just got too much for him and he had like genuinely like just committed suicide or something or got to he probably was feeling depressive thoughts at the time when he was being attacked and you've got to think like what happens then like you abuse someone like that and then then do, do you like i just i couldn't imagine it like it, it would be taken too far like and it's this whole cancel culture is taken too far a lot of the time Oh, it totally is. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's a shame. But it, we'll see if the like Johnny Depp as well. People are like, oh, he didn't even do anything. <laughs> he didn't do anything. I and like it was so he was and he was abused and lambasted for being a part of this film. People like, went to Aquaman instead of Fantastic Beasts. Well, that's uh, that so, movie just wasn't good. But <laughs> so, so so to so to yeah no I know Fantastic Beasts wasn't great, but there were like people who fully went to Aquaman instead of Fantastic Beasts to support Amber Rudd. Really? Oh, was she in it? Yeah, yeah. She was like big part. I mean, I've seen Aquaman. I've not, no. It's DC. I, I say that like I haven't seen all the rest of them, but... I, You know what? Have you seen Shazam? Yeah. But it was really overrated. Yeah, I did too. I was like, oh, this is nice. This is a change of pace, but this isn't like the best yeah. superhero movie ever. This is yeah, like, I don't like, know, Ant-Man good. On your... On your Oh, Ant-Man's good, man. Don't even... This is like... That was like Guardians Volume 2 good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so bad. No, I actually really like <laughs> Guardians Volume 2. I think... I would say it's the second saddest Marvel film. Second saddest? Yeah. Beyond Endgame? Endgame, yeah. Well, yeah, it's got Yandu's death. Yeah, and it's all like the song at the end and no it's just i think it's a really sad bad film you know what was really good was endgame endgame was good i'm like wrestling with my emotions Infinity War, but like it was really good oh endgame is my favorite movie ever made is i it? i feel no guilt about that I, maybe no, i wouldn't i wouldn't compile i wouldn't blame you for having that opinion I, I in my opinion i thought i preferred infinity war but this was definitely a very different story it was a much more character-based story um and it was really well done considering what it was like you could have easily got that wrong like a time travel story oh yeah because you know all those other great time travel stories nobody likes nobody likes doctor who it hasn't been on the air for 60 years nobody likes back to the future it's not like doctor an instant who classic hasn't been on the air for 60 years yes it has uh, are you being sarcastic yeah nobody likes bill and ted <laughs> keanu reeves yeah. isn't like one of the most famous people in the world right now no, you know I like think I think, people I think are always like oh these like, time travel stories are terrible but like no they're not <laughs> i think it's more of like a thing of if it's if, if the story is originally a time travel story that was like always made as a time travel story and like or time travel really works with it, it, it there's no complaint and i think that's why there were no complaints with endgame because the time travel in endgame worked yeah because it wasn't like they were changing if they were changing the past and they kept arriving in alternate realities i'd have been like okay no we need to right this can't happen this but, is not fun <laughs> yeah but no, Endgame is really good. I, I would still say Infinity War is my favorite Marvel film. Um, one of my favorite films of all time as well. That would Infinity War and Toy Story 4 are both films very, very close in my head. Like in terms of level. It's very hard to compare two films like that. But, oh, I know, right? It's yeah. like, which one of the stars is your favorite? Yeah. All of them. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, Toy Story 4 reminded me of Endgame a lot when watching it. Right, when and Thanos really snapped. Weird really <laughs> weird comparison to make. But it was kind of like um, a lot of the film, I was sat thinking... 
And this was in Endgame, and this was in Toy Story 4, I was sat thinking the third one was better for both. Like, I, I, I sat thinking that a lot throughout the film, and um, it wasn't until the end I was like, no, that was actually really good, I shouldn't have been comparing it to the one before the entire, fi entire film, I should have just appreciated it on its own. Right. And they have similar story arcs as well, like Endgame ends with Cap finally being reunited with Peggy, Toy Story 4 re ends with Woody finally being reunited with Bo Peep, and like leaving the rest of the guys behind. Um, so no, I, I they, they sad when Buzz Lightyear died though. Yeah, when Buzz Lightyear died. <laughs> um, no, no one died in Toy Story. I thought like, um, you know what, um, Giggle McDimple. If uh -huh. they'd killed her off and just left her in the cat, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have like been that. That could have like raised the stakes a bit. Just, just this much. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, yeah. the cat really does kill. Yeah, but no. Um, but Giggle McDimple disappears for a bit. I think you know when they're all uh, when Duke Kaboom makes the jump. And he goes through like the little, the like final jump from the carousel, mm -hmm. and he like crit, yeah. And they all like slide across. I can't. I, she isn't there. What do you mean she isn't there? She doesn't make the. I, I don't think she makes the sky skid across. She's not there. <laughs> Who's not there? Giggle McDimple, the little oh, toy oh, oh, oh. on Bo Peep. I can't remember seeing her. And, and then she just appears again. I don't know. She's a little tiny toy. That's all yeah, I can she's tell a you. Little tiny toy. Maybe she was on Bo Peep's shoulder or something. But I don't right. remember her being there. It's really weird. I'm like, did they just like forget to animate her in or something, and no one picked up on it? I don't know. I I don't think they'd make that big a mistake because then she reappears later. So yeah. So it would be weird if that was the case. But no, I, I yeah. It, Toy Story Four reminded me of Endgame a lot. It's sad that they're both done, but I, I guess Avengers is gonna carry on. No, I feel like very sad about Toy Story Four, and not even just the ending of Toy Story Four, just that the series is over. Because I feel like this is how you feel about the MCU. You said like. Harry Potter was given to you. Like, what was your thing? Your tweet after Avengers? Oh, like we. Uh, oh, what was it? Like it was Star really Wars nice, was right? around before I got here, and then Harry Potter was a book series before it was films. But like, I had the MCU from like ages. How old was I? In? 2008 16 to 26 yeah and it was it was like mine and it was all films and i didn't have to read the comic books to get it and there wasn't anything i was missing like it was all mine and i could that just enjoy like, it that was your thing yeah and i i feel like for me because i i can't remember a time before toy story like at all like so for me this was everything and now it's like i i don't think they're gonna make a fifth one i'd be very surprised because some people said they could see where the story could go and i'm genuinely like sat here like where what what could happen they all reunite that goes against woody's arc and i like, think uh, go ahead no I, I was just gonna say like the only way i think they could redo re reunite them is if bonnie grows out of them and they all go and become lost toys but it would feel like a rehash of toy story 3 so if they have a Another kid growing out of the toys. Yeah, I think the only option left is like a Disney Channel television show. Yeah, I, I can see them. Like, well, it might not even be Disney Channel, Disney Plus television. Oh, Disney show. Plus. Because what? They're Monsters Inc. one's in the works right now. Mm -hmm. I, I could see them making like a spin off story about Duke Kaboom or Forky and Bunny. Right. Like, I don't think they would do Forky and Bunny realistically because they, they've already got a spin off. Like, it's basically just Key and Peel anyway. <laughs> right. Um, uh, but um, I could see them making a spin off, but I don't think they're going to make another film. The, the whole thing was that that was the last one. Um, but like, the third one. Would you pay money to go see a fifth one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, um, it, it's more like um, Toy Story 3 could have been the final one. Woody's art could have been done there, but it wasn't because Woody learned would he would he realize he had to pass the other toys on and therefore wanted to be with them when he moved on but didn't realize the lesson he was actually learning is that um he sh uh what the, the the lesson he learned in my opinion in toy story 3 was that there's no point being around for someone who doesn't need you so therefore 
you should be around. And this is a point like reiterated in Toy Story 4. There are loads of kids out there. You can be a, you can be the toy for one of them. And I think he because he had got played with Bonnie for that one day, that Bonnie was the perfect person to give the rest of the toys to. They can make her happy. And he joined with them. And that could have been it. But you instantly learn at the start of Toy Story 4, he hasn't learned his lesson because... And it wasn't out of character either. He was he was wanting to be there for Bonnie no matter what. Like, he was making sure this fork was there for her. He was doing everything in his power to make sure the fork was there for her. When, re and when realistically, she didn't really play with him that much anymore. He was being put to the side. And if he had really learned his lesson from the third film, he would have known that the minute like they don't want you anymore, you you can move on and try and make other toys. Other you can realize you can make other kids happy, and I think that was why the story made sense in my opinion. But now I think his arc is complete, so I don't see where it could go unless they make a film without Woody in. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't and think you can make a story with that one. It's actors dead. Um, they they did it really well. You wouldn't have known if you weren't told if I wasn't told before the film. He didn't have many lines, but they were all reused lines from before. Really, Rickles died. Yeah, he didn't have many, but yeah, it's really really nice. Um, says like three things in the entire film. Uh, so that's why he has such a small part. So I don't think you could do much more. The other actors aren't getting any younger. Like, no, oh, I know. If you look at the Toy Story four cast, that is a bunch of like 60s, 70s actors now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna be a sad day for Pixar when John Ratzenberg goes because he's been so iconic for so long. Yeah. Because they had a they had a segment at the end of the film for Don Rickles as well. Really? Up right at the end. Yeah, it was like thank you to Don Rickles. There was like a little like message at the very end of the film, which I thought was really nice. So I, it's I get sad things like how he's never gonna get to see Toy Story. Man, you but, just gotta make everything really sad. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I've been, I've been not able to sleep over Toy Story 4, but yeah, no, I, I, like, I feel like a little empty with Toy Story over because I've known it my whole life and um, the the whole franchise has been like, if anyone's like, what's your favorite film? I've always been like, oh yeah, Toy Story. Like, and then Toy Story 3 came along and it was like the like the perfect story for me at the time because um, uh, because it, I'd, I'd grown out of my toys when I was like 12 and I was like, and it, so I like, it resonated with me really well. And I, 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 and now it's like, that's the last one. That's Woody finished his arc and that's it done. And I've like, I've, I've always like feel like I've got to find a new thing for myself now. That's like, what, what's going to be the next 20 years for me of my favorite thing? It's, it's weird for me that you say that because like the more I think about the upcoming MCU films, like just to flip that onto my side, the more I'm like, man, I just don't care. I don't have the energy to care about Spider-Man Far From Home. I don't have the energy. Really? To... I mean, I'm going to go see it and I'm going to go love it. And I hope it... it the... It's getting really good reviews. Yeah, the early it. reviews are saying it's better than Spider-Man 2. And... Uh, like the Spider-Man 2. Yeah, like Sam Raimi's from, from back in the day. Um, and like, That's I'm excited the... about that. But second best, I'd say. Spider-Man 2 is the second best Spider-Man film, in my opinion, after Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse is really, really good. Spider-Verse is very different, but I still think it's the best Spider-Man film. I don't know. I think I think it's the prettiest Spider-Man film. There's no doubt about that. I, I don't... Yeah. Ethan. Sorry, yeah. was that intense? <laughs> <laughs> I think the multiverse story is like... I don't know. It's not my favorite thing in the world. I would love Tom Holland to appear in like a future one because they could do that. No problem. Oh, he would be all about it. And so exactly. would, I think, so would Toby and Andrew. I think, I think the biggest think issue. Andrew would? That's, that's the only one that I think because they, they've talked about like if, I don't know what your explore page on Instagram looks like, but mine is only Marvel news ever. I don't and... really go on Instagram that much. Did I say that? Oh. I, I, 
I, yeah, you're 34,000 subscribers. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. It's just, um, uh, what is it? No, it's mostly football posts. Mm. I almost post always, before. almost always it's, it's Spider-Man stuff for me. I'm surprised and... there's more Harry Potter in here. Cause I, I don't really follow that much Harry Potter stuff, but I get tagged in Harry Potter posts all the time. Like literally just, there, there's so many Harry Potter, like fan accounts that I get tagged in like 24 seven. Harry Potter still got such a strong... It's very fan weird base. that it has such a strong fan base. And ever since Crimes of Grindelwald, I more than my challenge of falling in love with the MCU again is my challenge to fall for Harry Potter again. I've been like reading the books to my wife as she falls asleep every night because we have a baby on the way and the baby will know Harry. Uh, but man, I just... excited for your baby to enjoy Harry Potter, Pixar. Like, I that, am that too. Would be, that would be exciting for me. Because like, yeah. I feel like now my story, my Toy Story's done. I'm like, that, that was like the thing for me. And like, obviously, like you're having a kid now, but like if I was having a kid, I'd be really excited about like being able to uh, get to show that kid Toy Story for themselves and hope they have a connection to it as well. I, I don't worry about Toy Story so much. I am... No, no, yeah, but... I'm sure that... That, like Toy Story is going to be universally loved because it is so easy to enjoy. Uh, I do worry that my daughter is not going to like Star Wars or Marvel because in the early stages of those, they definitely had a target audience that wasn't little girls. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the way that we raise little girls has changed. And I think that the current audiences for those things has definitely changed, but I just, I don't know how much, I, I guess we'll see. I'll, I'll let you know in five years. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that'd be interesting. Well, Luke must be getting to the age where he can start watching stuff like that. Uh, cool, not yet. It'd be two in November. Oh yeah. It's a bit away. Yeah. So he's still, half. yeah, he's, he's really good at uh, little kid books. He can pick those up and laugh at them yeah. but does he like watch films and stuff yet no they don't do a lot of like even the ipad stuff with him he oh wow he's he's mostly off screens i don't that's think good. that i don't think that that's going to be like a permanent thing or anything i just it's ironic as in a way because of what jonathan does because yeah because jonathan's <laughs> whole existence and imagine if super carlin brothers is uh still thriving when luke comes of age i imagine that would be his mantle he could pick it up at one point and be a host i don't know if that's like a long-term solution for stuff like that but like channels like philip defranco make comments about how he expects his kids to uh to take, take over yeah that makes me feel weird. Phil's got to start. Like when I was watching Philly D and I was a teenage boy, I was watching Philly D for his thumbnails and uh, they were definitely targeted towards teenage boys at the time. <laughs> No, but that that I I know I I'd be interested. We haven't got to that era of YouTube yet, but like that, once there are channels like Dude Perfect make comments about it as well, how the kids are gonna be the future. Because like they said, they well there are five of them, and they said there are like thirteen kids among them now. Really? So, yeah. So I don't know if that's true. So, no one's gonna fact check me. So um, because <laughs> I, I they they made a comment in it. I think it was on a late recent Instagram post. Um, so like there are a lot of kids that could take over that mantle. And like if you have a channel that that that's been that successful for that long, then you really can. Um, oh, nine collective kids. I've just looked up the post. There you go. That's still that's still a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. Super Carlin Brothers have one child, and I have almost one child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When's Ben getting married? Is that I, soon? I or can't. Is it not? reveal any you of those details that. okay that's cool i was just asking yeah i'll text you <laughs> maybe you'll be there i don't know but <laughs> um but no that would be uh interesting but no i'm glad you're having a daughter there have been too many boys in your side of the family for way too long i know <laughs> i don't know what, if that's the thing. It, it definitely has been my mom is very excited it's really funny though because on emily's side it's all uh, girls hasn't it's it? all girls yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, sometimes you've just got to take one for the team. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mother-in-law is 
extremely cool and she's very excited she there's no part of her that is like dreading having another granddaughter <laughs> no i don't imagine um no it's gonna be it's gonna be nice uh, yeah when are you moving to america though that's when the real am question. i moving to america yeah we need why, a babysitter why, what you need a baby <laughs> why do you think i'd be good at that <laughs> i don't know you're like I a don't baby think <laughs> <laughs> um america that's it's far away yeah yeah it, it is far away I, it'd be like my Woody moment, wouldn't it? I'd be leaving uh, all my all the rest of the toys behind to well, go to. Well, um, you could Buzz. you could bring Bo Peep. <laughs> Bo Peep. No, you can. <laughs> I was saying you were Bo Peep. Oh, I am Bo Peep. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that works too. That was my comparison. Um, America's a. It, it, it would be right now in my life uh, to move to America would be. I still live with my parents, so I mean, moving to an, a whole other country <laughs> to live on my own would be a very big jump. I think. But Seamus, it would be a big jump. You'd have to jump an ocean. But like, it would be a cool jump. It would be cool, but I, I, I mean, it, it just it feels it feels too much at the moment. All right, I'll Seamus. ask again in another year or so. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll change my mind. We'll see. I don't know where I'm at. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I'm excited for you to have a daughter. Wait, so what's the due date? August. August 29th. But it, it, we have received word from the doctor that it will be before then. Oh wow, they can they they can know that. Well, we can schedule it. Because Luke was really early. Yeah, Luke. if Luke's due date was like August 29th, he would have been born like July 15th. I thought he was due in January and born in November. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But that was... Yeah. I'm just trying to make the comparison. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I just thought it only sounded like a month when January to November was like two, but he was born at the end of November, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was November 29th. Almost December 1st. That would have been my birthday. Oh, wow. You wouldn't want to have to share your birthday with someone. I don't care. Everything ha good happens to you in December until... The, does next you got married in december your birthday is in december christmas and, and christmas emily's and birthday emily's birthday so like olivia that's her name right your daughter yeah, yeah. that's gonna be the first really good thing to, but to, i don't know well it's gonna be a big thing that happens not in december for you i guess right well and i met you in the summer <laughs> yeah. that one time so that was yeah. you know that was a big I, thing i mean i mean i feel like they're <laughs> <laughs> That was a big personal life thing. So it's a much very summer, 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 summer baby. Yes. And that's good. You'll never have, she'll never have to go to school on her birthday, probably. Well, but then like the other kids can't bring her cupcakes and stuff. And we have to have like an actual yeah, birthday true. party. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I always saw it as a thing that I wouldn't have wanted to go to school on my birthday. But you're a summer baby, right? No, February. February? What's your birthday? February 2nd. Jonathan's is February 4th. Yeah, I know. I think we've had this conversation before. <laughs> I've had it with him because we had a discussion. He is literally like 10 years older than me, almost to the day. Like two days off being 10 years How old. How old are you? Oh, you're 21. Yeah. Oh my God. You speak. You are. So, you act so much older than you are. I don't know if you knew that. Do I? I No, absolutely not. You're a child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, no, I, I think today. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you do, you do act more, more grown up than I would have thought. I thought you were 23 or 24, which is not much different than your actual age, but it is older. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 21. I don't look 21 though. Like, no, you look like 14. I still get. I, I would, I'd say 14's a bit far. I think I'm up to 16 now. Do you like, think? And well, when I was 18, people said I looked 14. And that's when I first started getting ID'd. People didn't believe it. Now I'm like getting to that stage where I'm getting asked for ID less because it's only 18. So I do get asked for it less now. So um, I do think...
think I'm starting to breach that gap of 17, 18, um, finally. Um, probably another good few years until I stop getting ID'd in America, though. And I don't well, look yeah. anything like my ID, which really annoys me. You're it's from... an old photo. You're from Europe. Like, nobody cares. I mean, they, yeah. somebody might care. I don't know. I wouldn't care. I would be like, oh, wow, that's an that's an English passport. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be ordering Bud Light in America. <laughs> uh... But uh, what was I going to say? I had a point to make. Oh, how old were you when you were making those videos like about school? I was about... in school. I was 17. 18, 17. Then. It was last year of school. I started my channel. Okay. Yeah, I would have thought you were much was... younger. Because Jonathan started his channel like 10 years ago, right? Yeah. It was like when he was 21. He started Jonkerlin when he was in college. Jonkerlin, yeah. Because yeah, I remember the 10 year anniversary of, um, it really annoys me this actually. You know, the 40 thermometer. I was going to make yeah. a parody of that video on the 10 year anniversary, but I forgot to. <laughs> <laughs> I realized like a month after but i don't think anyone would have appreciated the joke enough and i'd have put way too much time into it like no one would have even got it other than like jonathan and the og john curlin fans right there there was like that video probably only has like maybe two thousand views <laughs> but it would have been funny for the for the for the few that got it let me see how many views does that have i bet it's got like ten thousand or something well there are videos on this channel with less than a thousand i mean that's not overly a surprise i don't imagine he promotes it very much i don't even know how to look at all the videos go to date at it all that date go to the top and sort by date added, added oldest videos here we go Oh, you weren't even on the videos page. Sort by um, date added <laughs> oldest. Here we go. Date added oldest. Faulty thermometer has almost 9,000 views. Oh, so I was pretty close. Yeah. It has 8.6 thousand. Yeah. His I wonder best... how many views that did. Because that channel got blocked from monetization, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, my video got uh, copyright claimed yesterday, actually. But I, I got I redid it. I, I, I don't know if you saw. I did a video watching the Toy Story films. I, that, that I actually love the fact I got... I, I've nearly got 40,000 views just from watching the Toy Story film. <laughs> like... <laughs> I literally sat and watched the Toy Story films and got 40,000 views nearly. Well, we will hit 40,000 views, but... Um, and But no, I used, like, some long clips from some of the films, like, uh, When Somebody Loved Me scene. I literally just you sat used, and like, watched the whole that. clip? I, I watched it for, like, 20 seconds in my clip, in the video. And uh, when I first uploaded the video, it got claimed, like, immediately, automatically. So I redid the video and re-uploaded it with the clip, like, six to eight seconds long. And it was fine, though. And I put two adverts in the middle, so it felt really good. And they're Wizards Unite adverts now, which just means that people are going to be more likely to watch them more likely to click on them flo what's the word flowing with money yeah flying yeah not to brag or anything <laughs> i have no idea what kind of money you make seamus i really don't know never do i to be honest do I you really just look that i don't really look that much i don't need it <laughs> I, I, no, I throw i throw almost all of my money into a savings account really almost all of it yeah hmm. i uh yeah i no i don't talk about it that much but um no, I, uh, well, because I'm saving to be able to buy myself a house. I have been basically since I finished school. Uh, house prices in London are extortionate, though. So we yeah. were told, we were told after Brexit, it's going to all shoot down. So don't worry about that. But Brexit doesn't ever seem like it's going to happen. So, um, <laughs> like, no one really, no one really knows what, um, because I, I would imagine house prices would drop after Brexit. But, uh, our prime minister just resigned. We're getting a new one. Let me um, tell you, the political situation in America is no better. I, I, I don't imagine it is. But I mean, <laughs> we're about to have our own uh, blonde guy in a wig coming in to pass soon. I don't think it's a wig. I'll be honest with you. I don't no, know about I the, don't know, the British no, guy. Boris's isn't a wig either. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny because it's like, 
people are like are gonna make so many comparisons between them i'll see if i can get a nice photo to put up of him a nice photo a nice wig looking photo of him um <laughs> to put to put in there um apparently he had a big fight with his girlfriend last night that caught mainstream news they f- plates were thrown in his house which is that's exactly who you want in in office in, in, exactly in office. right isn't it? But um, I mean, no one, no one gets a say other than the people who are part of the Conservative Party. So there's nothing we can really do about it. Because yeah, you guys have like a vice president, right, right? Who takes power when the president resigns or something, right? Right. Our pre- our prime minister's just resigned, but we don't have a vice prime minister. Um. So when a prime minister resigns, that party has to elect a new leader, and That's... because and uh, so therefore, um, uh, if you aren't a member of that party, you don't get any say in. Because people voted that party in back in. That's Prince Harry. <laughs> That's Boris Johnson. No, they look the same. <laughs> I want you to just leave this in. Tyler Carlin just said Prince Harry looks just like Boris Johnson. Any I know you're here? laughing. Is he the one that looks like that? Maybe not Prince Harry. What's the other one's name? No, he doesn't. William's got no hair. <laughs> yeah, he looks like William. No, he doesn't. Are you kidding me? It's the same person. He looks just like Prince Prince William. <laughs> Is the name Edward mean anything to you? Edward who? Prince Edward, is that a person? Uh, yeah, it's probably one of the less important ones. I mean, Prince Harry- This is the same freaking person! (laughs) I can't believe that. I'm wearing the same suit and everything! (laughs) You can't compare Prince William to Boris. Yes, I can, because they look the same! Boris. Boris is just like, uh, he was the mayor for a long time. I don't really know what the mayor does, to be honest with you. I don't know if that's something either. you should know at this stage of your life, but... <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. Let's see. Let me see a photo of them next to each other, because they look identical. This man, this Boris Johnson guy, he's got to meet a barber. He's got to do something. This man's got no... Like, every single photo, you're like, oh, they must have just caught him at a bad time. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but that's why it's it's like, uh, it's funny, because it's like, he is a bit like... Um, he's like basically... Donnie. I, I I wouldn't say he's 100% the UK equivalent of Trump, but, I mean, it's as close as we're going to get. Well, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that makes you lucky or unlucky. I don't know. <laughs> I try to avoid any discussion of politics whatsoever. Yeah, do, yeah, so do I, but it's more of like a... I think if you can reference it in a humorous way, you might as well. Yeah. But we're about that time, Seamus. We've made it. We made we've it without made it. Ethan. We don't need him. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of your best podcasts ever. I would. It would mean a lot to me if you could promote it in an upcoming video, maybe something you have coming out on. I will try, I will try. On... yeah. I, I mean, I'm doing all my videos before I go to America right now, so this won't be out yet, but when I get back. Yeah. So, so you'll get like a surge after like yeah. <laughs> a week, maybe. I'll do my best. Uh, but we need a breakfast food. So I'm just going to go with what I made after seeing Toy Story. So I went and saw Toy Story yesterday. So did I, for the second time. Was it yesterday? You Let's might say, say Thursday Saturday. night. No, two days ago. I saw it Thursday night. Two days ago. But we're going to pretend it was yesterday because yesterday I came home and or, this morning I woke up and I made pancakes and fried eggs and bacon. And I felt like bacon and eggs and pancakes was, you know, it was the complete package, man. We brought it all together. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like I was trying to think like if there's any foods referenced during the film, like what can you eat with a spork? That would be my go-to thing. Dude, like KFC mac and cheese, KFC, <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, KFC what did he mashed say? potatoes. He's like, I'm, I'm meant to be for like a, like a. He said something about like it can be used for a chili and stuff like that, and then thrown out. Oh, that is what he says. Oh, I don't know. But chili isn't a great breakfast food, in my opinion. Hash browns. 
You could eat with a spork. Grits. Beans. Beans is not a breakfast food, England. Sorry. Is there any other food reference? There isn't really. No, but there is a spork involved. Yeah, there is a spork. And a knife. Okay, so let's say pancakes. What you said, but eaten with a spork. I'm with that. Like compulsory to eat it with a spork. Eaten out of the trash. Yeah, and... uh, Do you want to rank this movie on our big board of films? Oh, I would like to help, but um, it's changed a lot since I was last on, I imagine. Uh, Have all the Toy Story films been separated now? Because I remember they were in the process of being there. They have all been separated. Because I, I strongly disagreed with your ranking of Captain Marvel, but I, I understood there was a strong personal connection behind it. I was, I, I saw Toy Ca- Story 3. Yeah. Yeah. So right now the, uh, the tops, Endgame, Dark Knight, Jurassic Park, Moonlight, Captain Marvel, Us, Toy Story 3. Oh, wow. Toy Story 3 is low. That uh, that, that makes me unhappy. But for me, this film was, wasn't as good as Toy Story 3. And I would put it just below Toy Story 2. Okay. That puts it above Dark Knight Rises and Get Out. I, I, okay. I would put it above basically most of those films because I just have a strong connection to the series. But... um. I think I think putting it below Toy Story 2 would be fair for your list. All right, I can do that. And I know you don't like to break them up. And that seems like a fair assessment to me. That puts it below How to Train Your Dragon 3, which I think... Is I, I, I Toy Story 2, but below Toy Story 3? It is. That's a very, very interesting place. But I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon 3 now. I'm waiting here's, for it. But. Here's the way I see it, is the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy is... I mean, obviously we were trolling you when it came out, talking about it being the greatest animated trilogy yeah, yeah, of yeah. all time. Um, but it really is like a genuine contender with Toy Story. Like it really is oh, yeah, 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 an yeah. exceptionally no, I, I good. Like the first two are really good. I, 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 for one, I don't know if this is a popular one. The second one, I've only seen the second one and the first one, but like I've only seen them both once, but the second one was so much better than the first, in my opinion. Really? Like I love the world building they did in the second one. And that's yeah. what you got to do in a sequel. And they, yeah, they literally did a world building. Like they literally started traveling around the world in, right. in the second one. And I hope they do more of that in the third, but I haven't seen it. So I'm excited to see the third one. And I will see it soon enough. Probably if it's on the plane when I go to America, that would be something I'd be very interested in watching. And it could be now. But it we'll could see. be. Do you have an iPad? You could just make it be on the plane. I mean, I have a computer but i really don't want to bring it to america like i could bring my laptop well i mean on the way home to uh for, uh when i was in portugal the other week i literally because uh, i have all the films uh all my films that i use in my videos on a uh, little hard drive and i just airdropped it from my laptop onto my phone and watched captain marvel on the plane nice <laughs> so on my phone which was fun because it was like in the photos app so it looked super like dodgy but like it was a fully like legally bought off itunes thing just right put into an mp4 file that i then transferred from my computer onto my phone <laughs> and it looked really dodgy but i got a nice theory out of captain marvel which should be coming out soon Ooh, i love captain marvel i need to watch it again i also need to watch spider verse again uh but i want to buy it but it's coming to netflix so i'm kind of torn coming to, oh yeah it would come to netflix because sony yeah no that makes sense do we do you still do like villain rankings oh, there wasn't really one for this film though no um or binary review but I oh we didn't do a binary every, everyone would have gathered we did a one for that yeah way. it's a one you should yeah. see it i yeah I think that's a nice way to end the podcast. It's a one. You should it's go a one. Toy Story for. It's out in most places in the. Yeah. All right, and then oh, do I have to? 
I have to do all the things, and then at the end, you'll say... Oh, Arrivederci. Arrivederci. I need one, to... Is that the one I say? Or... Yeah, it is, right? I'm Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... And I w you would do the, like, find us on all of these places, but I can just Oh, do I can that. do that. Oh, okay, cool. Go nuts. <laughs> find us on all of these places, at Bacon and Eggs Pod on Twitter. You can also follow us personally on Twitter, at Americarlin and at WowNow, the O's are zeros. You can also follow us on Instagram, where the at is... Bacon and Ethan. Bacon... Oh, no, no, I knew Ethan's. I wanted to know the... Oh, Bacon, bacon and, and Eggs Pod. It's the same. It's Bacon and Eggs Pod again. Yep. And Bacon and Ethan for Ethan, because he decided he doesn't want that one on Twitter. You can also follow Bacon and Ethan on Twitter. That is just an <laughs> account I own, just waiting for Ethan to take it. And maybe tweet at WowNow saying, take the Bacon and Ethan at please so Seamus can make a new app for himself because I want to do something with that account now um, and also <laughs> at Americarlin on uh, Instagram you can also follow me at Gorman Seamus on Twitter and at Seamus Gorman 4 on Instagram uh, YouTube channel we both have YouTube channels mine is Seamus Gorman theirs is Bacon and Eggs Media and you can also check out Bacon and Eggs uh, more regularly with on iTunes yeah. wherever you get your podcasts and now on Spotify yeah and our music is done by Andrew Scott Bell I hope it's in this episode. I don't know if Ethan <laughs> gave me the file and I don't know if I have access to it. Uh, but at the music in most of our episodes is by Andrew Scott Bell. The, all of our graphic work is done by Vaishon Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at graphite.vmb. Uh, and I think that's everything. How did I do in promoting this stuff? You did wonderful. The fact I was like trying to remember off the top of my head was harder than I thought. Yeah, there's a lot. You can <laughs> check out our merch over here. And... Eastspring.com slash bacon and eggs, is it? That's bacon dash and dash eggs dash store oh. i think i don't know I, we need to fix it but until <laughs> such time there is summertime merch so there's new colors available in all of our original logo collection so also if you... check out the bacon and eggs patreon where you can join their discord and other lovely re rewards i am you can... a proud member of their discord yes and yes that yeah that's all i was gonna say i think i'm, I'm a five dollar tier what's that that is uh patreon and or discord and bonus content you could also just go ahead and pledge at the $100 tier and join Diamond Club. Ethan and I are working on some very cool Diamond Club What's the merch. Diamond right? Club? You get quarterly, individualized, awesome merch from Ethan and I. Wow. I should so make like, Diamond Club just to see if anyone will do it. <laughs> we have one patron. and you have a... Oh, wow. And we love you, Julia. That is Diamond Club. That is impressive. I'm really excited. I'll tell you as soon as we stop recording what her first gift is, but she'll find out because she listens to the show if, she, if we stay on. <laughs> Oh, so it's a new, it's a very new reward. Uh, this will be her first one, and then her second one will come shortly after. Because, well, I'm uh, considering joining the diamond tier now, so you well, guys should be too. There we go. That's that. To that. It, but don't mention that. <laughs> I'm not actually going to give you a hundred dollars a month, to be honest. You could do it, man. That's only like eighty pounds. Yeah, the conversion rate on Patreon isn't great, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, you can say the final thing. Arrivederci. Well, you got to say, and, and until next time. And until next time. Arrivederci. And there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. <laughs>